The mellow creams are coming. Okay, they're fucking coming. Um, hello, welcome to another episode of the Evening Alone in My Car show with your host, So Sad Today. Today I'm not having mellow cream pumpkins. Thank you to the listener who emailed me um, to tell me why I kept getting confused. Um, or who was like mellow cream pumpkin. Maybe they Twittered me. Mellow cream pumpkin, right? Because I kept calling them marshmallow pumpkin or whatever. I don't know. Mallow pumpkin. Mallow pumpkin. Mellow cream. They're coming. The harvest episode is coming. You know, it's 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 gonna it's much talked about. Um, it was going to be um, today, but or yesterday, but I just I don't know. I didn't have the mellow cream pumpkins and or the time or um, the impetus. But right now I am jacked up on coffee and I have a little fake energy for the next 20 minutes. So I thought that maybe I'm going to go get my hair keratined. It's Monday morning. I'm going to get my keratin, take some of the Jew out of this bitch and, um, give myself a little cancer in the process. Um, and so, and I'm, and I'm, I'm jacked, I'm jacked on keratin anticipation and, um, coffee. So I thought that I would do this now. Um, and the eating alone in my car show, a a show that I am the host of, I've been the host of now for many years. Um, it's like jeopardy, you know, it's like a big privilege. It's a privilege to host this show. I'm the host. Okay. Um, and what am I eating? Um, this morning, somebody left some weird ass carrot muff, like a carrot muffin, fucking carrot muffins. I don't know. Actually, those are kind of harvesty. Those are harvesty. Um, they're like the carrot muffins from Ralph's. Actually, I don't think they're from Ralph's, but they're like maybe one cut above Ralph's, you know, the kind that can sit on a shelf for like many weeks. Um, but it's good. I'm into it. It said it, it had 270 calories. That seemed like a good breakfast with my coffee and, um, and I also had some yogurt before I left the house, but so I've got this carrot muffin. Um, I've got it in my lap. Um, I've got it on a nice paper towel dish it my, my China and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to record. Um, I actually think I had a dream about a muffin last night. I dreamt that I was hanging out with Tao Lin, um, like on like an extended, like I was with him on a tour. My mother was wearing a towel in t-shirt. Um, it was, it was a big black tour t-shirt that said, we love Taolin. And then there was like a list of all these sponsors, like people who love Taolin, I guess, because he can be controversial. It was like sponsors, but it was interesting. Like the sponsors who were willing to be like, um, to, who were willing to be like on the t-shirt. Um, I actually, I feel like they were probably all like made up companies that my subconscious made up, but in the dream, I recognized them. Like one was like a computer company called like Averna or something, you know, that made software. And then one was like, I think like a salad type, like a, like a sweet greens type, but I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah. So there was like, it was like a list where I was like, Oh, like the tours like spot it's, I was like, well, that, well, that's not very indie. Like it was like corporate sponsored indie t-shirt that I gave, that my mother was wearing. We decided to take a picture of my mother in it for like, I don't know, to promote some stuff. Um, I was afraid that people would like judge my mother. Um, 
not that she would get canceled for supporting Tao, but just for, cause I mean, I, whatever, I clearly don't fear that I blurbed his book. Um, but just, which I fucking loved live society, leave society was fucking great. One of my faves this year. Oh, I wanted to tell you all just read a book that I loved hurricane season by Fernanda Melchor. Um, if you like running monologues, if you like, if you like a Thomas Bernhard running monologue, but like full of filth and violence, but like as told by a woman, well, there's different voices, there's different narrators. Some are women, some are dudes, but you know, she's a female, she's a woman writer. And I, um, anyway, it's, um, not that that should matter, but whatever. I don't know. I kind of feel like it does. Um, cause like someone told me to read journey to the end of the night by Celine. And I was just like, this book is wearing a fedora. Like I have tried to read that book so many times cause it's, you know, it's sort of a monologue and it was like very, and I like, I like monologue. Like I love Thomas Bernhardt. I love like running monologues of like, like rants. I love a rant, you know? <clears throat> and so, um, but someone had told me to read Journey to the End of the Night. And I just, like, every time I read it, I'm like, this stinks of fedora. Like, I don't think that Celine was necessarily wearing a fedora. But I feel like generations of fedora, bro, have, like, have, like, 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 smushed their fedora scent into that book. You know, like, it just, like, the, I can't get the smell of fedora off of it. I can't get the smell of fedora off of it. Um, and so, but anyway, so, but hurricane season, like if you love a rant, um, and, um, be prepared for, and, and you like darkness, filth, um, and like unlikable narrator, unlikable characters. First of all, I'm like in real life, I don't even know if I've ever met a likable character, like, or like a solely unlikable, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know what this whole likable, unlikable um, it doesn't, are humans like that? Are humans, I mean, yes, there's like, you know, a couple of famous, very famous, unlikable humans, right? Who, but like the majority, you know, who like definitely did more, probably we could say like harm than good, but like the majority, like most people are doing harm and good in my experience, you know, like harm and good, probably at the same time. Um, you know, probably at the same fucking time, um, harm and good, good and harm. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know about this one. Like somebody was like asking me about the Pisces. They were like, what was it like to write such an unlikable narrator? And I was like, uh, well, she was likable to me. I was like, I didn't know she was unlikable when I wrote her, you know, like I was like, Lucy, like I like Lucy. I mean, yeah, does Lucy have, like, some issues, including selfishness? Yeah, you know, but, like, who among us, you know? So, I don't know. The whole, but anyway, so, but if you, if you, okay, let's put it this way. If you like, if you are the kind of person who does not like an unlikable narrator, you know, like, you use those words, you say, don't read Hurricane Season. But, um, yeah, if you love a rant... Um, it's fucking, it's so rich. It's so rich. It's rich and atmospheric. I'm like, if I were going to blurb it, what would I say? I mean, I would probably just say like this book fucks, you know, like any book I really like genuinely want to blurb. I would just say this book fucks. 
Leave Society, the blurb was a little different, and I actually genuinely loved it. Um, but, um, you know, and I, I wouldn't say this book fucks for Leave Society. I would say, like, um, I actually learned a lot reading that book. Um, and it's also very funny, but I don't know what I said in the blurb. But anyway, um, I find that there's certain books that when, like, I love when a book comes into your life and it's like, I sort of felt that way about that, um, Patrick Modiano book that I was talking about recently, Suspended Sentences. Like if that book had come into my life like a year ago, um, you know, it wouldn't have like any really books about memory. There's another book I read recently that I liked. It's Fleur Yegi's new book. Um, I liked it. I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. And it was, oh shit. Am I not allowed to park here? Hold on. Give me a moment. Wait. Okay. I'm going to, I'm literally, this is, this is what I do as the host of a very exciting show. Okay called eating alone in my car I read parking signs out loud to you no I think I can park here FYI um I don't know what I was talking about books I was saying something about books um oh yeah Fernando or uh Fleur Yegi's book um the new book um the water statues the water statues you know I really liked it it's it was challenging and I think that if it hadn't been as short as a novella I would have probably just put it down but like that's the nice thing about short books like you can kind of um with a short book I'm like I'll give you a moment I'll give you a chance um you know because you know that you're not going to be like slogging for a long time but it actually reminded me a tiny bit of um or I guess vice versa since it came out in the 60s first um, in Italian and has just been translated now, um, the water statues, but the water statues sort of, it had some similarities to, if you like Blake Butler, if you read Blake's book, Alex, Alice, not, um, there were definitely some similarities, but it was so, you know, the water statues was so much about memory and trying to hold on to memory and the past. And that's just not something I was thinking about a lot. Um, up until like really, a year ago, or I was only, you know what? I was only thinking about it. Actually, I was thinking about it a lot, but it was all in the context of like people I've fucked or people I've been in love with or romantic obsession. It was not in the context of family and like lost tradition and family. And, um, and so now I feel like I'm sort of open to like, like I love Evelyn Waugh, but like, um, like, I love Handful of Dust is really good. And there's one, I forget, that Yves Lenoir wrote about, like, a person who moves to California to be an undertaker. Like, Yves Lenoir's funny. Um, I'm a little over snark right now. Like, I'm not, like, super into snark right now. But Yves Lenoir's funny. But I had tried to read Brideshead Revisited, like, a bunch of times. Like, I'd start it, and I was just like, eh. But now I actually think that I'll probably really love it. Because I think it's a lot about, like, memory and detritus and the destruction of... um something you thought that was like monolithic like mcdonald's apple pie but like more familial you know um so it's just interesting when different books come into our lives at different points and how um we feel about them um but yeah so but i wanted to recommend hurricane season but anyway so the dream yeah so there was a tour and then i dreamt that pickle had an abortion um and then, like, I had to hide that. First of all, I was like, oh, Pickle's, like, Pickle can get pregnant, which was, like, news to me because I was like, oh, I guess he's, 
Well, I was like, whatever, not to preach a binary gender, but I was like, I did think he was like neutered. So, but Pickle was, Pickle was pregnant and I had to like hide the abortion from people. Hold on, let me just finish this muffin because I got to go into the carrot and soon. This is going to be a, this is going to be a bifurcated episode. It's going to be bifurcated by keratin. Like, you know, some, I was on a podcast recently and like, I was like, there's an ad every five minutes. Like, how is this even possible? So, but you know how some, like, podcasts are, like, bifurcated by, like, an ad? This is going to be, like, bifurcated by, um, by keratin. But, um, but yeah, so I dreamt Pickle had an abortion, um, and I had to hide it from people. But I was like, wait, this is fucked up that I have to hide it. Because in the dream, like, Pickle had actually, like, requested. Like, he had, like, nudged, like, he did not want to have the babies. You know, like, I wasn't, like, I didn't, like, put the abortion on him. Like, it was very, like like, you know, like my hound, my choice or like him speaking. So it would be like my body, my choice, like coming from a hound's perspective, you know, my husband and I always say about pickle, it was the best of hounds. It was the worst of hounds. Um, cause that's very, his behavior is very polarized, but yeah, so I had to hide the, I had to hide it. And then I was like really worried about him. I don't know. And then, um, I was just worried about him. Um, and also in the dream, I was like trying to figure out what his sex was. Cause I was like, oh, I really did think he was male. But then like, I didn't want to like ask around too much because like, I don't know. I just, I didn't want anyone to know he got the abortion and, um, he, they got the abortion. I don't know. And so anyway, um, yeah. And so that, that was pretty, so it was like kind of, I don't know. It was like dreams of definitely, it was just dreams. I was going to get in trouble for shit. Like I was going to get in trouble for shit for, oh, but so the muffin. So in the Tao dream, I dreamt that like, so just in spite, like besides the tour, I remember like I was talking to Tao about muffins. We were talking about muffins, um, in the dream and, and we really got into like a blueberry muffin and it might've even been a public conversation. It might have been a public conversation. I don't remember if there was, like, people there. I think it was a public conversation about a blueberry muffin. Which, by the way, if any writers listen to this shod, I'd be happy to have a public conversation. You know, I don't, like, love... Like, in conversation, I just don't love. I feel like they're always fake. Because it's a public conversation. You know, it's not, like, an intimate conversation. It's a public conversation. So, like, everything that's being said is kind of for an audience. And I'm like, well, I could just, like, do a monologue, you know, or I can just answer questions. Like, so I never really understand the point of a public conversation. When I do events on tour, I actually, for my books, I'll do events with other authors to help them promote their books. But when I do them for my books, I always prefer to do it alone. I'd rather do it alone. And occasionally a bookstore will like make you have a speaking partner because they're, I don't know. I like sometimes like some bookstores will be like, okay, that's fine. You can do it alone. And some bookstores will be like, we need you to have an in convo partner. Cause I guess they don't have faith that you're going to like draw enough of a crowd or it's just, people don't usually do them alone. Mm. So then like, I'll get, uh, you know, I'll have a in convo partner and sometimes they're okay. Like I did one with Kate Durbin. She did one with me and that was really fun. You know, if it's with a good friend, it can be fun. I did one with Ryan O'Connell. That was fun. But like, it still feels like fake. I'm like, I would rather just like hang out with Kate at the beach and talk to her and then go do an event alone. You know what I'm It's like, why do like, but I, but I'm, I'm saying this now. I would love, I would love to have a public conversation about muffins. Okay. I'm just putting that out there into the universe. I'm manifesting. I'm manifesting 
I would love to have another question. Another thing I would love to do a public conversation, which I actually might do with my friend Kara as an Instagram live. Kara's a, um, uh, she does Bellatrist books. They have, so they have like a feed that like people actually like look at, um, is we were going to do, um, we were going to do a public conversation about the question, how are you? Which I think would be really fun. Um, so muffins or the question, how are you? I'm open to, I'm down for a public conversation. Or if like somebody, you know, if an author I like wants to promote their book, I'm happy to do that. But any other public conversations, I'm just like, "Mm," like, let's just text. Okay. I got my keratin. I got keratin. Um, yeah. What's with all of the taking pictures in the middle of the street? Does this only happen in LA? where people are taking Instagram pictures and like they're standing in like literally in the middle of the street. And then I just saw a guy like, you know, like grown man or whatever, like doing like a, like jumping, like he was doing like he, like a jump, like a midair, like a midair picture. Um, you know, it's just amazing how I mean, I guess it's the narcissism of small differences. I was going to say it's amazing how different we are, all are as humans, but we're not. We're, we're the same, right? Like what, I mean, we all mostly want the same shit, right? Like what, like unconditional love, you know, for the, I mean, for the most part, some people don't want love, but like, I guess, but you know, for the most part, most of, most people want the same shit, you know, unconditional love, uh, a sense of purpose, which we may not even think about, right? Like we may not even think, I guess some of us think more about it than others, but there's definitely, you know, we all have, even if it's like, you know, being a parent, right? Like everyone has shit that like gives them, you know, that like tethers them to the earth, right? Our identities or like as Timothy Leary would call it like game. It was like, he would call it game. He called it game. Like, you know, just like the, the way that we like are, we craft our identities and, and don't even think about it, but that like, you know, you take away a person's like job, family, et cetera. And it's like that, you know, then suddenly the existential terror, um, of the nudity of that. But, you know, so like different, I forget what he called it. Game, game, something about games, the game, the game of, you know, like just as if this is all a movie or a game and, you know, like the things that we can, can use to construct our character, Um, but you know, but we all want the same shit, unconditional love, financial security, you know, a sense of meaning, even if it's not something we're actively pursuing, like even if not everyone's like fucking idiot poet, you know, being like the world itself is not enough. Um, you know, that, that meaning, um, you know, I guess, and then there's other things that fall into that heading, I guess, like ambition, right. And like achievement or, um, but yeah, we, you know, we all want the same shit, but it's like, so there's that, there's that we all want the same shit, but then there's like the, di- all the different ways, I guess, that we go about getting it. Um, and like, I get, I just don't think it, why doesn't it cross my mind to get what I, I don't know exactly what there, that person is getting by doing the, like jumping in the middle of the street and trying to do like a freeze frame shot. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's social media related. I guess I do that. I guess I get mine through words, right? Like I just, I don't relate to images as well. And I, I don't have the confidence that the selfie, like I'm going to hate it. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have the confidence that the selfie's going to make me feel good, even if it is, like, an action-in-the-air shot, you know? And it's, like, I could kind of, I could compare myself to the person, and I could even, like, from, you know, under the, I could, I could create the illusion for myself that, oh, well, I'm better, because I'm not jumping in the middle of, you know, I'm not doing, like, the, I'm not taking, like, these social media things in the middle of the street, but I'm doing my own shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying, whatever it is they are trying to prove to the strangers on the internet, I am trying to prove to the strangers on the internet using words, you know, or, and then even like for those who don't have a social media account, like, you know, we're all the same. We are, we are, we are, we're all the same. I know we're all different. We're all very different, but we're also all very the same. Um, so I am no better than the person jumping in the street with his bro, the bro in the street jumping with his other bro taking the picture. Um, but, but I still feel baffled a little bit by it. I do still feel baffled within a context of I'm no better. I do feel baffled. You know, I'm just like, why are you like that? My first reaction is the bafflement. My first reaction to that is not, my first reaction is not like, uh, the universality of, human emotion and desire. You know, that's not like I, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm getting in my car and, and somebody's jumping, jumping up in the air and, and his bro friend, you know, well over 30, well over 30, um, you know, is, is taking his picture as he's jumping into the air, um, you know, under a palm tree. And, um, you know, my first reaction is not the universality of human experience, the universe that, well, the universality of human feeling, right? Um, which, you know, as a writer, I think that's, I mean, the good shit, you know, it sometimes like the good shit is very specific and, and it seems to only delineate, um, a particular human, like one particular human experience, but the emotions, the feeling, right? Like that's the job of the writer is that is elucidating those feelings that we can all, that we all uh, relate to, um, because there's only a certain amount of feelings. I don't know. Are there, is, are there infinite feelings? I feel like there aren't. I feel like if there were infinite feelings, they wouldn't have been able to make that psycho psychological chart with all the faces on it. You know, I don't know. Um, my, the woman who did my keratin is like, you should do, is telling me she's doing a parasite cleanse. And I'm like, should I do a parasite cleanse? Like, I really don't have a desire to do a parasite cleanse. She said it gave her a lot of energy. I don't know. What do you think? Feel free to email me and tell me if I should do a parasite cleanse. I, I, I'm feeling like, no, I don't see myself doing the parasite cleanse. But it's like, you know, the level of sort of, of sludge that I've felt like I've been moving through now for quite a while. Um you know, related to the death of my father and then related to my husband's health being in the shitter. Um, but then also just related to me being me, you know, but maybe, maybe what if it's related? Now, see, if the parasite cleanse could cure me of my humanity, then I might be up for it. You know, then I might be up for the parasite cleanse. If it, if it was like, not only will this eliminate parasites, it'll also it, it, it will eliminate you of the, the, the biggest parasite of all your humanity. 
um, then, then we'd be talking, you know, but I just, I don't know. I saw it's like $25. It's like a, you know, like I could buy, I could buy some really cute parasites for $25 or I could buy the parasite cleanse, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't see it happening, but for a moment, for a moment sitting in her chair, I was like, yes. I'm, yes, Nicole, I am going to do the parasite cleanse. Like, I, I, I felt, like, inspired. And then she was telling me that my husband should do the parasite cleanse, you know, as though, like, his many, many years of illness are going to be cured by this parasite cleanse. Um, the myriad things we've tried. It's funny, like, talking about my husband's illness, like, it was it was so much easier for me to talk about, like, my dad, my dad dying. I guess because it, it was going on for a much shorter time. Also, like, I don't know, there's just something so boring and inherently extra depressing about, like, a chronic illness that, like, isn't going to kill you, but, like, uh, strangles the life out of, of you and, and those you love. Um, but, like, even when I wrote the essay that I wrote about uh, my husband's illness, um you know, I had to, it had, it had to be an essay illness and open marriage, right? Like I felt like I had to add something exciting in there because I was like, it's just so boring or to me, I don't know. Like, it's like, I don't, it's one of those things where like, it's easier. Well, for me, and I guess maybe this is where I feel that, um, you know, this is, this is like maybe the guy who was doing the jumping on the street doesn't feel a need to do this, but like, it's like, I feel like if I'm like, I can be very, very vulnerable, quote unquote, but it has to be about things that I feel like are going to be like of interest. You know what I'm saying? Or like there has to, I, or, or I have to do it in a funny way. Or like it has to be, you know, there has to be like some packaging. Like I don't just trust that like, like, like what am I afraid of? Like if I'm just like honest and talk like just in like a gentle, sad way about my husband's experience that's been going on for fucking ever, but is like especially bad right now because he's in a relapse of it. Um, like, what am I afraid? I guess it's like the fear of not being enough, you know, like, oh, this is, it's going to be boring. It's going to be depressing. It's going to be like sad. Like there's not going to be any humor to sort of sweeten the pot, you know, or, there's not like, or like it's going to, or like a pathos. There's going to be like a pathos, you know, I don't want people to feel bad for me. It's going to be a pathos or like, almost like I, almost like they, some, like, like someone might look down on me in a very, you know, which is weird. Cause I, I've said this before, like my husband talks about the shame of being ill, but I'm always like, no, but like you didn't bring like, you didn't bring this on as though we only feel shameful about things that we bring on. But for some reason, when I say that, it like makes a lot of sense. Like it's not your fault, you know, but for me, I'm like, it's a different ball game, you know, like it's easy for me to feel ashamed of something that's not my fault. Very, but I don't know why when I'm like telling my husband, you know, um, like, why would you feel ashamed? It's not your fault. Like, I don't know why I expect like that he would just be like, oh, okay. But it, it does make so much sense to me when it's about someone else. Um, I don't know. Oh, shit. I, li- I literally paused doing recording this shod and then completely 
forgot to com- to finish recording it. Um, I'm driving past a beautiful tree right now. It's like, literally, I, I really do, okay, I really do feel like, so the plan obsession continues, by the way, just FYI, in case you were wondering, um, but I, I feel a little bit less like they're taking over my, hold on, I have to sneeze, <clears throat> not COVID, whenever now, like, if I'm ever, like, out and I sneeze, I always feel like people look at me, like, are you going to, are you going to kill me, um, I, I feel like the plant obsession is still kind of taking over my life, but I've, I've made like a little more peace with it in the sense of, um, I don't feel, well, like I'll, if anytime I bring home a new one, which is like once a week at this point, um, I get into like this obsessive mode of where's it going to go? Where's the best place? Um, you know, are like, are these plants getting enough light, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, you know, does it look cute here? Um, like my husband's like, if I have to see one, he calls me CPL now. I'm crazy plant lady. Um, but I, but it's kind of celebratory. I don't know. I'm always like, I'm so crazy. And he's like, this is like the least, like, he's like, do you know how many phase, like crazy, do you know, like, this is fine. Everyone's like, it's fine. It's harmless. I'm like, I know. But like yesterday I just moved plants around the house for two hours. Um, but I have to say, I do feel like my dad's spirit, I don't know, like the moment he died, like right after he died, I really felt like I I have not seen nature the same way since. Um, and that I just feel like much like my whole relationship with nature has changed to the point that now I don't even see the change as much. Um, which is like really cool and a beautiful thing to have come out of my father's death. Like, cause when I think about that, it's only really been since he died that I've been like connecting and obsessing, but connecting with plants and trees to this degree, um, and like reading about them and, um, just, noticing, noticing, um, there's this thing I read about called like nature, it's not called nature blindness, but it's like a nature blindness where you just don't notice anything around you. And like, you know, I mean, to some extent, I remember when I, I remember when I worked at the tantric sex nonprofit in San Francisco in Marin. And the first day I ever did my commute from San Francisco to Marin, um, and drove over the golden gate bridge, I was like, this, I mean, cause it's just so spectacularly like, it's sick how gorgeous it is. I was like, this will never get old. Like, this is so amazing. I feel so lucky. And then like inevitably after a year, you just stop seeing, you know, which is kind of the everything of everything. Like, I feel like that's how relationships get shit. Well, sometimes in relationships, you have to be blind to certain things. <laughs> I think. Um, and it's like, good, like it's actually important, but, but the stopping of the stopping seeing another person as like a separate entity or stopping, no longer seeing what you once saw or no longer looking for the good, you know, like when you're like that, when you have, I mean, it's just amazing the way, like the rose colored goggles of like limerence and lust 
can get replaced with like either like a fucking sleep mask, which I love a sleep mask, but maybe not the best thing to look at your lover with. I mean, unless, you know, you're doing like an eyes closed thing, which is great. Um, I like that because it allows dissociation. But when you're like really looking to see someone, you know, like maybe not the best or like just like, I don't know, I don't really like the color yellow. So like a yellow, you know, yellow glasses, you know, you're just like, oh, you're so fucking yellow. Everything's yellow. But it's like, I don't know. And like seeing the person afresh is like a whole other fucking thing. Right? Like, how do you see the person afresh? But in terms of like life, it just, I mean, part of it is the looking down at the phone. I think that causes like, has caused for me like the nature blindness or not taking in the beauty like not taking in a tree, but I also feel like I'm like experiencing it differently now, you know? Um, and you know, the grief, like definitely it comes in waves. I think cause my husband's been sick. Um, I, 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 I may have talked about this at the beginning of the shot, but because I started recording it like two days ago, I don't remember, but like, you know, it is so much easier for me it was so much easier. Yes. I said it was so much easier for me to talk about my dad than it is to talk about my husband, but all husband's health, but also just like being present, you know, it's almost like, because my dad like didn't necessarily like want me around all the time. Like my dad's such a loner that I like wanted to be, you know, it's like a limerent vibe of a dying person. Whereas like my husband like always wants me to be around. Like he would like love for us to spend more time together. And so I'm kind of like, you know, like it then, then it becomes a a responsibility as opposed to like something exciting. I mean, there's many reasons. I think, I also think I probably, I mean, not, I, I also think that I personalize my husband's illness more, like not in the sense, I mean, I definitely personalized my dad's illness. Like when, you know, when I would like think that when he just like really wasn't feeling well or was like like, in a coma and I'm like, um, I'm like, oh, he's just like ignoring me, you know? I mean, I would definitely personalize in that way. Um, like I can definitely make a person's, another person's coma, like all about me. Um, but with my husband, it's a different kind of personalization. It's like almost like his illness is like a reflection or like, I'm going to get sucked down into the morass and then we're both going to be paralyzed, you know, like then we're both going to be paralyzed by the illness. Like it's going to destroy like both of our lives, you know? And then also just like ways I, I think that like when I, well, like when ways of, ways of seeing him, you know what I'm saying? Like, and like infirmity and just what that does to a person and also like the sort of the sadness, um, and the anger, like it's almost, it's also interesting too. I mean, it's not interesting, but like, I forget that my husband like really wants to fucking live. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's almost like too sad. Like I've had to like craft this narrative in my head just to like not be really sa- so sad for him every day. Um, I've had, you know, it's almost like, or I haven't actively crafted it, but this is what the mind does. It's like, oh, well, this is who he is. I mean, but it's not really an acceptance so much as a, 
Like, I forget that... And I don't think he wants to be like this. He clearly doesn't want to be like this. He doesn't want. But that he would want to do so, 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 so much. Like, I forget that he would want to do so, so much. Like, he's definitely more of a... He's definitely better at being, like... Like, watching TV than I am, you know? Or lazy. But but it's, like... There are just so many things. There's so many things that we can't do, don't do, that aren't, that can't be part of our reality that, like, I forget. I, I don't even think about that we would be doing, you know, that I don't even think about that we would be doing because I can't, you know, even, like, when he his baseline is good. There's, like, a lot of things we can't do, like most things. Um, You know, and so I've... I guess my mind has crafted a narrative like I've had to like forget that those things are possible for people to do together or um, that he would want to do them if he could I think not just things we do together but like all things but like I mean he's just so fuck he's so sick right now like he's just so sick um And, you know, that's what it is. So, um, but yeah, but so the plants, I feel like, I feel like I haven't been connecting. I've like, I haven't been getting as many signs from my dad. I also maybe haven't been asking. I don't know. I was debating going to this psychic that my friend Sarah, Dragonfly Sarah saw. I might do it just to get like a revivification or maybe I just need to listen to like the Long Island mediums audiobook again or her other one my Carmela she she really sounds like Carmela Soprano she's really the Carmela Soprano of psychics but I don't know I can hear her you know um because I want to connect with my dad but part of me is like starting to be like well it, is that just a figment and like yes I profess to believe that what you believe is, but there's also part of me that's like, but is it? Um, I don't know. A couple weeks ago, I might have told told you this on the shot. I was walking in the UCLA Botanical Garden, which I love. It's really it's really great there, and um, it's not called the UCLA. It's named after some like scientist or. I don't know. She discovered like a carrot tree. I don't really know. I never knew there was a carrot tree or something about a carrot tree. Anyway, it's named after her. She's like a dead scientist, but it's right at like the foot of UCLA. And, um, and so I was walking and I saw all this bamboo and I was like, you know, bamboo is kind of like one of my dad's and my signs. Cause he had like bamboo growing, running rampant in the backyard and like it wouldn't, um, he would like cut it. It just like took over. My dad was always at war with these plants that were just like, he planted like one row and then like they just fucking took over. So, um, I was like, dad, will you be with me in this botanical garden? I was like, can I, will you come with me on this walk? Um, and I'm walking and I see this, just like this big, beautiful, crazy bamboo. And I was like, dad, that's really, that's really cool. But I'm going to need a little more. And I turn and there's like 
skyscrapery. I mean, it wasn't a skyscraper, but it it was like the biggest fucking fucking bamboo I've ever seen in my life. It was like just um, you know, but then part of me is just like, well, was that my dad? You know, I don't know. But yeah. So you know, and and like a couple weeks ago I like was like, Dad, I, I really need a sign. Or I was like, Dad, I want to see. Oh, I was asking him to show me one rabbit a day. I was like, can you show me a rabbit today? And like, I, I, I don't know what I've told you and what I haven't. But, um, and then I was like, it was almost the end of the day and I was like out running and I was by Whole Foods and I saw like a rat and it. They, and I like, I was like, oh, that's a cool cactus. And I like looked at it and it said rabbit ear or rabbit cactus, rabbit ear cactus. And I was like, okay, that counts. And then like the next day I was home and it was late and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get my rabbit. And then I got in the mail the last of the rabbit stickers that I had ordered weeks ago. They were like, you know, I had forgotten that I had ordered like, because I had ordered like 80,000 rabbit stickers on eBay. And it was like, but it was like, you know, six weeks ago that I had ordered them and I had forgotten about these. Um, so, you know, I mean, part of me is just like, like I see there's right now, I see like two, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I'm not like a bird watcher, I don't really know, but I see like two, either like hawks or eagles, like something, some kind of majestic bird of probably prey flying above, and I'm like, is it, and, and I don't like really identify those with my dad, you know, so I was like, is it a sign, and then I was like, okay, or is it, you know, because like the, the Long Island medium is like, it's not that like anti- like, it's not that Auntie Gertrude is, like, in the eagle, but, like, or the hawk or whatever, but, like, they tap you on the shoulder and are, like, look. So is it, so is it, or is it that, like, is it that? Or part of me is also thinking, is it just in the actual, the act of noticing, the act of noticing of, like, being present for my life on earth, is that the fucking tribute? You know, like, does it not even matter whether he's communicating with me? from the dead or not like it's the fact that when we are present for our life on earth it's fucking better I can't believe I'm saying that um you know like to notice the hawks and shit like it's better like is that what it is right it's the looking it's not even it it doesn't even matter whether there's a tapping or not it doesn't even matter whether his consciousness is still here or not like from the other side but rather just like in my father's memory, like, I'm choosing to be more present, you know, for nature and, and while I'm here, I don't know. I don't know. How do hawks have sex? Hawk sex. I'm going to watch that tonight. I never know what to watch. I have, like, my husband, you know, because he's in bed, like, Sometimes I'm like, all right, give me the remote. But then I, like, never know what the fuck to put on because I hate everything. So I think tonight on YouTube I'm going to look up Hawk Sex. We're going to watch that. Anyway, wishing you um, a week of... Oh, and I'll tell you one more thing. One of my friends, she says this all the time, and I... Whenever she's, like, in a bad way, which is, like, you know, fairly often... Um, you know, she, or like, let's say she's fighting with her partner, um, or she says to God or whatever it is, you know, 
that the artist that the artist formerly known as God, whatever you want to call God, she says, um, show me something beautiful and like inevitably, and it doesn't just have to be like something visual, you know what I'm saying? Like it can be a different way of seeing the person or, um, oh shit. Sorry. My car's, my car's about to talk. It's like, don't be present. God damn it. Um, so with that, uh, wishing you, uh, to be shown something beautiful and every day, every fucking day this week. Um, and I'll be back at you, uh, hopefully Sunday. If I remember to post the, if I remember to record and post the fucking podcast harvest season, and I'll see you on the flip side. That's all. Bye-bye.